Good to see everyone. That song, that praise the Lord song by the Imperials, that's so powerful. It's because it's about a powerful Savior. I remember about 40 years ago, yeah, laying on the floor in our living room, and I'd crank that thing up. Oh, man, it was just wonderful. Okay, another day to gather together with the saints to worship the Lord and have the Word of God minister to our hearts. May we ever be grateful for the Word of God. Uh, it is the rock for us that God uses to help us. You know, if I had to pick out and sharing this with uh, Randy Dusty recently, if I had to pick out a chapter out of the Word of God and say, this is the only chapter you can have, John 17 would be on that list. Uh, that, and I would encourage you to own your own slowly and carefully sometime read John chapter 17. It's the high priestly prayer. It's, uh, it's, uh, every verse in that chapter, it's 26 verses and every verse is loaded, uh, with, with truth, of course, and, and doctrine and just, and he touches on so much and it's almost like a, a panoramic picture of God's per plan uh, and it's it's uh, and it's over my pay grade for sure and but I would like to share a little bit about it this morning just a few comments about it let's read it together um, and let the Holy Spirit minister to our hearts John 17, verse 1, These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that the Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name, those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come out to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest 
take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil, from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me. Father, I will, that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Uh, immediately after this was prayed, nonstop, Jesus goes into the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives. And there begins the the whole uh, suffering of the Savior, suffering in prayer, uh, crying out to the Father in a different way. Um, and then the, the unjust trial, uh, the uh, of course the crucifixion, and his death, and the in the burial. And so this is the only place in all four Gospels where this prayer is recorded. Uh, and I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's because of the special relationship God the Son had with John, uh, the disciple whom he loved. I, I don't know. But it's in here, and I'm so grateful for it. A few comments here. Um, it's God the Son pouring out his heart in the Spirit to to God the Father. Now notice how in verse 2, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. It is in perfect harmony with Romans 9 and Ephesians 2. The Father is sovereign regarding salvation. There's no way around it. It's just the way it is. Okay, but number 4, notice what eternal life really is in verse 3. It's not to know about God, but to know God. That word know there means absolutely, to know him intimately in the heart. We know him. It's not about him. That's that's when salvation has occurred. This phrase in verse 4, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Uh, this means Jesus has now completed his active ministry, you might say, and that the Father, that the Jesus, that the God the Father sent him to do, preaching truth, living truth, miracles, revealing God the Father through the life and ministry of the Son. So when he said, I have finished now, the active ministry, the, all the things Jesus did, all that he was, all that he had finished doing as the Son of God to come and bring about the, the God's plan on the earth, he's, he's accomplished. And so after this prayer, Jesus goes to the garden. From that point on until the resurrection, his ministry basically is passive, meaning he's fully surrendered as the suffering Christ to accomplish the necessary redemption for us. 
recall how he does not resist arrest. He says very little during the false trial. He says very little even when on the cross. And when on the cross in John 19.30, he says, again, it is finished. At that point, Jesus is saying the redemptive work of the shedding of the blood has been accomplished by the righteous one. So <clears throat> that's just a little point about that. Uh, verse 20, we notice that this redemptive work includes all subsequent believers in Christ. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Amen? Amen. That's us, brothers and sisters. We're we brought in. And those who will believe. Okay, so uh, there's other so many other things. This thing about uh, the world hating them. Uh, you know, sharing with someone earlier and talking about sharing the truth with a relative and how the anger was there. It's, it's what this is talking about. There is an anger. There's a hatred of, and Sharon brought this out maybe at a Bible study. There's a hatred. There's an anger that comes out toward believers uh, when the truth is being presented to them if it's not been received. So don't be surprised when that happens. So those are just a few few things. There's so much in there. The oneness. Um, but what caught my attention when I read this was verse 5. And it said, And now, Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. And I thought, wait a minute. There was a different glory here. There's something different. He's talking about 4,000 years before. There was a glory he had that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit had. Jesus said, I, I want that. I want that back. And I'm thinking, what was that? And... uh and so that was so glorious that Jesus wanted it back again. So for eternity, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit shared a vast, indescribable, immeasurable, uninterrupted, majestic, perfectly holy, perfect love, perfect power, essence of glory before the world was ever created. That's just <laughs> the only way I know how to put it. Where did that glory exist? It just was. It just was. When and how? He said, I am that I am. But then at the appointed time, God created the heaven and the earth. It's kind of like God said, it's time for the special assignment. It already always been. It's going to happen. Now it's time. It's time for the special assignment. And somewhere in eternity, there's a speck out there that God says we're going to call this time. Um, and I don't know how to describe that speck. It's like if you've ever been on the beach of the ocean and you've seen what seem like acres and miles of sand, just take one of those little particles of sand. That would be like time. Or they look at the ocean and it's, you can't see the end of it. All that vast water. Just take a drop. I mean, we just, it's hard for us to grasp. Uh, but that's what happened here. It's like God said, He said, He created the heaven and the earth. He said, Let there be light. Let the special assignment begin. That's when I think, even at that point, something began to happen with the, the difference in the glories that Jesus had experienced. 
And so, uh, in that speck, though, uh, something very special was happening. And that is, uh, the Father's necessary plan began to unfold for the rest of eternity. In Psalm 19.1a says, the heavens declare the glory of God. So even in that creation, there is some manifestation that we've, we've seen. Now, what was the purpose? In verse 24, it says, Hitherto, sorry, verse 24 is, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. So I think this word before here is referring back to that previous glory that God the Son had with the Father and the Holy Spirit. To it. And so it's like um, it, you know this is so glorious that I wonder if this is even what Paul was referring to in Second Corinthians 12 when he said he had this experience. And he didn't know if he was in the body or out of the body but whatever he heard it was just so glorious. It was unspeakable. He couldn't, you know, that's when he was given a a, a thorn, you remember, to, to buffet him. And we, everybody wonders, what was that thorn? You know what I wonder? I wonder what he heard. I wonder what he saw. It must have been amazing. And so all the redeemed will enjoy forever the original glory, this original previous glory that Jesus had with the Father and the and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? We're all going all the redeemed ones are gonna we're gonna know what that was like. We're gonna see it. Jesus wants us to see it and experience that with him. And and uh but he will always have the marks of his body of the price paid to have us there. Now think about this. If you ever doubted that Jesus loves you why would he ever leave the vast, indescribable, uninterrupted, immeasurable, majestic, perfectly holy, perfect love, perfect power, glory to redeem us? Why would he ever have done that? But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so it, during this brief thing called time, Jesus accomplishes everything that needs to be accomplished for all those that he has called to be with him forever, to be there forever. And the saints are going there. And we all want to go there. We want our loved ones to go there too. We want our neighbors to go there. We want our relatives to go there. We want our community to go there. And all that have been given to the Son will go. So that's why Jesus tells us, the church in Matthew 28, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So to wrap up here, it's about the gospel, actually. This is what it comes down to. It's about the cross. It's about the glory of Jesus Christ at Calvary. For us now, that's what we're dealing with. So 
How many people in here this morning have a someone in your family or have a close relative that you're praying for for their salvation? Would you just raise your hand? Somebody? All over the all over the house. And so the good news is is that Jesus came to save. And we want all the saved to enjoy Christ forever. And that only there's only one way. There's only one way we're going to enjoy Christ forever. And that's through the cross. So why don't we just have a word of prayer this morning? That all those that we love, that God would grant them the gift of faith today to come to believing faith lord you are glorious you are now lord in your glory with the father and the holy spirit lord you are now lord also doing a work a saving work in this speck called time and lord we ask lord that you would grant the gift of faith to our loved ones, Lord, to our family, to our relatives, to those we're concerned about, to friends, Lord, to our communities. Lord, we ask that you would give the gift of faith, Lord, to believe on Jesus Christ as the only way to the Father to, to be with you in your glory forever. And Lord, we pray for opportunities, more and more opportunities, to be sensitive to your spirit, to share that word, Lord, a timely word of truth from your word, Lord, to those about us. Help us to be intentional, Lord, in this zeal to share the truth in love, Lord. And we just pray for a great outpouring, Lord, of your spirit in these days. Lord, there is nothing about November that's going to affect your glory. There's nothing about what's going on in this world, Lord, that ultimately affects your eternal glory at all. What matters, Lord, is that those that are to come into the kingdom, Lord, come in. And we ask, Lord, that you might see fit to even use us, Lord, in our church and individuals as believers here of the church to share the truth with others that they might come to faith, Lord, and be a part of this wonderful plan of redemption that you've uh, provided for us. Lord, you left everything. You... <laughs> Lord, you're all in for the church. And we ask that you would complete the church, Lord, and what you would have to glorify you. And Lord, may we be faithful to follow you each day. Bless Brother Randy, Lord, as he comes to uh, share the more music with us, Lord. And particularly, Lord, as we listen to the word of God being taught, preached, we pray, Lord, that you would use him to just this day. Lord, to open hearts, to open eyes. Lord, that the truth would be spoken with power. Lord, and that we leave from here different than when we came. More equipped, Lord, to be able to go about the business of being Christians. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for your word. And may we ever, Lord, be grateful. In Jesus' name.